All right, we finally made it to season five of Law and Order SVU. And coming up on this episode, a pregnant woman has been kidnapped. A further investigation reveals that it was all set up. And she, and the pregnant woman, she only she only got 36 hours to, to live or her and the baby would die. So this is Twisted, a Law and Order SVU podcast. You are now listening to Twisted, a Law and Order SVU podcast, where we recap and break down past episodes of Law and Order SVU. You can hear us out on Spotify, Anchor FM, WordPress, or in any other streaming service. And now, here's your host, Brian Rose. Y'all, what's up? Uh, this is um BD Rose, and welcome to Twisted, a Law and Order SVU podcast, where I recap episodes of SVU. So, finally made it. We finally in the fifth season, y'all. Yeah, so I'm gonna be recapping episodes of uh, season five of SVU. So, um, I hope we you know the Super Bowl is there. You know, you got the. Philadelphia Eagles going against the Kansas City Chiefs, and I hope you enjoy. I hope you're enjoying that Super Bowl or stuff like that. I mean, I'm not a fan of either of those teams because um I'm a Giants fan. So now I hope you enjoy your. Hope you enjoy that Super Bowl, eating all the little fancy um chicken wings, barbecue chicken wings, buffalo chicken wings, and all that stuff. Though, hope you having a good time. And now I know it's February, and yes, uh, the big there was no big snowstorm in New York City, and um, I got some Law and Order SVU news to tell you about. Looks like they got a new. Looks like SVU got like a new detective right there, and then this guy's from the Bronx and stuff like that though, and he looked a little bit like Hugh Jackman and all that shit. But I'm not sure about that, so. I gotta look after. I gotta rewatch these episodes again because I've been working. I've been. I'm not at home usually. I usually be working. Man, I've been working hard with them two jobs and stuff like that, though. But anyway, I just wanted to say that um, right now we're at season. We're on the f- fifth season of SVU, and I'm gonna be breaking down these episodes, and hopefully, you know, um, I'm getting close to the 100th episode, so. Um, I'm going to be having my 100th, 100th show soon. And at the same time, I'm going to bring out the 100th, 100th, 100th episode. So SVU is this close to reaching this um, then um, milestone 100 episode, 100, 100 episode. And actually, there was over 500, over 500 episodes. So let's go and start the season five of SVU. Um, this is Law and Order SVU, Season 5, Episode 1, Tragedy. 
and it aired on NBC on September 23rd of 2003. And this is the first episode that aired on a Tuesday night. Because previously, the, you know, the SVU aired on a Friday night. And when, but when SVU first premiered on NBC, it was on a Monday night for a couple of months. Then they moved to Fridays, which is the former stop for Homicide Life on the Street. So, so starting the season five, they moved the show on Tuesday. So hopefully, um, maybe it's leading a law, leading a law order. I'm not sure, but they they moved it to Tuesday night though, and it they stayed there for a while and all that stuff. So now here it goes. It aired on it aired on and once again it aired on NBC on September 23rd, 2003. We go through the um, cold open or the prologue, and we're at the nine one one center. And um, this is white lady taking the call. She was like, "Police uh, response unit, what's your emergency?" Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. That doesn't make no sense, though. So I mean, I'm just doing that's a, that's um the operating nine one one operating center or something like that, though. I mean. They should have said like nine one one was your emergency and stuff like that though. I mean, shoot. However, however though, I mean, um, they hear a distress call from this woman, and um, somehow, she, and then the woman on the phone, she was like, "Help me, help me, please don't hurt me, please don't hurt me, please don't hurt me." So, however, they um, you know the you know the operator, she discovers that the call came from a cell phone. And then, you know, the number pops up on the screen and she, and her, her co-worker is there and she looked kind of familiar to you, right? Does she? So did she appear on um, earlier SVU episode as a 911 operator? I don't know what it is. So they hear a distress call from this woman and she was pleading to someone saying, please don't kill me. Please don't hurt me. Please don't hurt me. I'm please. And the guy on the phone and the guy from the cell, he was like, I'm not going to kill you. I got something else in mind. Oh, so those late, those 911 ladies, they discover it's a carjack rapist. What? They so they recognized that guy before or something like that. Damn. And let me tell you something. That was like a short, um, that was like a short uh, prologue or that was like a short cold open something like that i mean it only lasted for a minute and then we cut to the opening credits so i mean i mean that scene was like so quick and stuff like that and they had like the music and all that stuff man and next thing you know they cut to the opening credits still same as usual and um we're at the taru headquarters you know technical assistance response unit taru headquarters and um benson and Stab- benson and stable are there talking to morales and they hear the audio from the um, the, the audio from the lady's cell phone turns out that she dropped the cell phone and she could hear her she hear her in distress pleading for the guy not to kill her and uh, next and then the guy says the same thing i says i'm not gonna hurt you i got i'm not i got something else in mind and then next thing you know the call got cut off so best in the stable recognize the um, the carjack rapist because he had a he attacked a few women since last month all he did was he used a blitz attack by knocking him unconscious in the head before they raped him. So, and even the, and then Benson Stabler assumes that he they assumed that he'd been doing this since they were tracking this guy since last month. 
And however, Morales says that, that um, this lady is the only one she can ID him, though. So Morales also shows him that the call came from two different cell towers. You know, you know, the, the, right nowadays, you're dealing with cell phones nowadays. And then um, anyway, they, like I said, the call came from two different cell tower, towers, one coming in from Avenue A and uh, East 6th Street. East six, excuse me, East six Street, East six Street. So that's gotta be probably the East Village, and another another cell tower came from South of Housing Street. So, 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 so. Anyway, so, however, they also found out that the cell was placed to the Studio Arts League. So we at the Studio Arts League, and then you see these people that they have like um. They, they, they have these group of people that they're painting this picture, and then you like, they got this guy sitting there in his drawers, right? And he's posing and stuff like that. And then you got the students there, though. They, um, them, they're tracing it, something like that, and all that. And so, Benson Sable is talking to this um, lady with um, long silver hair, and she tells him that she gives out the cell phones to her classmates and stuff like that, though. And um, and so so the lady, you know the elderly lady, she's an arts professor, and she got the natural hair and stuff like that, though. So the arts the arts professor says the cell belongs to the cell phone number belongs to Annika Bergeron, Annika Bergeron, and they show her the cell phone number, and the professor tells them that it's Annika's, and check this out, she tells them that. Annika has been on bed rest for the past couple of weeks because she's pregnant. Whoa, she's about to have a baby now, right? Oh, so at the Annika's apartment, Benson Stabler is talking to the landlord, and um, the landlord tells the detectives that, that she's been on bed rest and um, for a couple of weeks, and she's following doctor's orders. And Benson Stabler finds um, the car for the option. That's the doctor and all that stuff, though. So, and, and and the landlord also mentioned about um, uh, her uh, boyfriend named Daniel Lester, and um, he tells him that um, he sees a he sees them together, and next thing you know, poof, they gone though. So they ask him, or the detective already asked him who's um, the father, who's the father is, and uh, the landlord mentioned about um, some boyfriend named Daniel Lester. I mean, she had a relationship with him. And they broke up last year and all that stuff, though. And the landlord also tells him that Daniel works at Granville Developers. And he's a carpenter. So, turns out that, um, and we know, we I, we found out that ever, Annika never had a car and all that stuff, though. So, anyway, so, anyways about Daniel, though. Um, we're at the... Um, um, we're at this um, Daniel's apartment, and Benson Stabler is speaking to Daniel. And Daniel was like, Annika is missing, and they tell her, and the detectives tell Daniel that Annika is pregnant, and Daniel didn't know about that because he broke up. He um, he hasn't seen her since last year and all that stuff though. And next thing you knew, next thing you know, there's two ladies walking into the um, room, and yo, check this out, yo, 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 it's Daniel's um, it's Daniel's boss. I mean, it's Rose Granville, right? So, and um, she brings along her daughter, Melinda, what turns out to be um, Daniel's um, fiance. And check this out, though. 
we have two who's that girls, right? Now, the lady who played Rose Grant and Rose Granville is um nothing but um Shirley Knight. And then she has been um on a previous SVU episode playing the shady therapist who was manipulating the, the girl claiming that her father raped her and she got her ass arrested about that though. And then and then sure that's the late great Shirley Knight. So she's a repeat offender. And check this out. We have a special guest star. Now who's that girl playing um Melinda Granville? I'm gonna tell you this. That's Kelly Martin from the show Life Goes On. Yeah, and she played the TV sister, the Corky, who has Down syndrome. So check this out. Daniel, I promised Melinda she could have your attention for a full five minutes. The florist needs the final decision today. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, Jenny didn't tell me that you were in a meeting. This is Rose Granville, my boss, and her daughter, Melinda, my fiancé. Uh, Detectives Benson and Stabler. The police. What's wrong? My ex-girlfriend, Annika, is missing. How long? Since last night. She made a 911 call that we couldn't trace. Um, I just want to make a correction, right? We're at the um, Granville. We're at the offices of Granville Developers, not in Daniel's apartment. So I made a mistake. It's my bad. My bad. My bad. My bad. Though. All right. So anyway, Daniel introduces um, the detectives to um, his boss, Rose Granville, and her daughter Melinda. And Daniel and Melinda are engaged. So, 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 um, so detectives tell. Um, Rose and Melinda that uh, Annika well, disappeared since last night. So, Rose are like, alright, I'll let you two finish talking and stuff like that, though. So, Benson Stabler asked, asked um, Daniel about Annika's, Annika's parents. So, Daniel tells him that Annika's parents had died, but her sister lives in New, Jer- New Jersey, which is in Passaic County. So, we're at the... Um, she has Annika has a sister named Laura, right? And she lives in New Jersey. So we're at Laura's so we're at Laura's apartment in Passaic, New Jersey. And Benson Sable is talking to Laura. And we got who's that girl? So who is this actress playing Annika's sister? Does something happen to my sister? It's possible she was carjacked last night. Sure, right? We don't know. She's missing. Uh that doesn't make sense, really, because if the car was stolen, where is she? She wouldn't just disappear. We're doing everything that we can to find your sister. Now, did you speak with her last night? No, I spoke to her a couple of days ago, and everything was fine. Well, she left her apartment in the middle of the night. Is it possible she went to go see the baby's father? As far as Annika's concerned, the baby doesn't have a father. She had a one-night stand, and she never saw the guy again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that happens to be actress Marissa Ryan. And she was on um, Wet Hot American Summer. I haven't seen the movie, but um, but I checked her IMDb profile and check this out. She worked with Dick Wolf also, cause she played a detective on the fourth and final season of New York Undercover, and she played with this token white female detective. And somehow New York Undercover got canceled. That was back in the late nineties, and. Um, she was born and raised in New York City. So um, 
so this actress, um, she plays uh, Laura. Uh, so she plays Annika's sister, Laura, right? And uh, Laura tells him that he she let Anna borrow borrow her car because it's hers. So, however, the car got stolen and all that stuff, though. So, and uh, they tell her that, that she was been missing since three o'clock in the morning, and she says it doesn't even make sense and stuff like that, though. So they also mentioned her about the father. And Laura tells him that Annika had a one night stand with a guy and she never saw him again. And she also tells him that um, she always wanted to have a baby. And that's all that's all she talks about. So we back at the precinct right now. And Finn tells Benson Stabler that um, that uh, he spoke to the bodega worker. He said in the bodega and the worker told him that he saw SUV with New Jersey license place. And it's been sitting there for days. So, however, though, it's just like um, they, they, you know, Bess and Sabler finished canvassing Annika's block and all that stuff. And then Finn tells them the news about the, um, the SVU, the FUV that's, that has been spotted. So, Munch comes in with um, Annika's doctor. And the doctor tells him that uh, she can't, that, that, that she can't deliver because she has a condition called, um, placenta plavia something like that though so it's like a and placenta plavia is like a blockage and she's due for a c-section and it will cause complications because um it, you know it turns out that the placenta has there's a blockage in the placenta and it's a, and the doctor tells him there's a possibility that laura and the baby will die so however though then they he get um they get a, they got a call from ben got a call from morales and he tells Benson Sabler that they have something, they have some more audio, so they have some audio from the car. So we at the um, Tabu headquarters again, and Benson Stabler is talking to Morales. Morales tells him that he couldn't get the first voice, but he could hear, he could get all the background traffic. And all the audio from the background traffic that tells him it leads them to where the SUV is, was placed. And it turns out, it was placed by the FDR Drive. So we're at the we're at like the Brooklyn Bridge um, entrance to the FDR Drive and shit like that. I just dropped my pen. Excuse me. Now, okay, we're at the crime scene right now. Benson and Stable are there with the other cops, and um, they probably shot this right by the um, Brooklyn Bridge entrance to the FDR Drive and all that shit, right? So they see tire tracks and. Um, they also have a police dog, and she he, he could trace the scent. And Benson and Saber realized that Annika was transferred from one car to another car. And it turns out that um, the SUV that she was riding probably was towed and all this stuff, though. So, but Benson and Stabler realized that um, the that the kidnapping was all planned. So, they go to. So they go to another scene right now where the um, you know the car was towed, and they look into the car seat and it was soaking blood. Turns out that the Annika was um, going through labor or something like that. In other words, you know that um, her C section was like um, thing. But you know, at first the detectives thought that she was um, dead and all that stuff. Though I mean, so somehow you know the, the perp free when she realized that the woman was pregnant, and then next thing you know is that. Um, he knocked her unconscious, so they're trying to, the, the, at first she thought she was dead, but she's still alive because, you know, she's not, 
like in labor yet. It turns out that the blood on the seat was soaked with blood is probably Annika's. So here comes Daniel Sanjata, right? And he, he, we're at the, we're at this um shop or something like that, CSU headquarters though. And um here comes Daniel Sanjata, right? He comes and saying that the blood on the seat is Annika's. And um Daniel Sanjata also tells him that Annika had, had, that they had, they're, that and then they tells him that they they, they don't find there's a, they tell him that um, Annika and the baby they'll be dead within thirty six hours. So in other words, that they got thirty six hours to live. So if they don't find her within thirty six hours, she and the baby would die. Damn. So we're back at the precinct right now, and they tell him that Annika was squeaky clean and stuff like that though, and, and um, she had no there was no records from her or anything like that though. So, however, though, it's just that um, they go to Craig's office. Turns out that the Annika got a call at, at 3 a.m. in the morning. So it turns out that um, Finn comes in and tells him that um, a full call was made to Annika at about 3, 3.15 in the morning, shortly after 3 a.m. in the morning, and the call lasted 50 seconds. And then the next thing you know is that um, Ben spoke to Morales, and it turns out that she went online for a uh, Map It Now kind of thing, something like that, though. So, let me break this down to you. At 3 a.m., Annika gets a call at, at, from somebody that lasted 50 seconds, and then she called um, um, uh, car service to pick her up and all that stuff, though. So, it turns out that a car was sent to Annika, but she never showed up. So, however, though, it just turns out that um, she, might be, she probably probably drove herself or whatever. I don't know what it is. Next thing you know is that um, Finn tells him that um, Ross got into the computer. It turns out that, that she contacted this uh, online website saying, like, the map it now and all that stuff, though. So, it turns out that uh, she was getting directions to Passaic County Hospital. So, Benson and Saber realized that her sister Laura lives in Passaic. And free and then Finn was like, if your sister was hurt, what would you do? Mm-mm-mm. We cut to the interrogation room and Laura's being brought in for some questioning. And Laura denies calling her and all this stuff though. She says, I didn't call Annika at three o'clock in the morning and stuff like that though. So, but however though, she tells him that she has some financial problems. So Saber was running records on Laura and stuff like that about the depths and all that stuff, though. And Laura mentions that her ex-boyfriend was a con artist. He was scamming her for money. And uh, and and Saber, Saber was like, that's the understatement of the year, though. So, because detectives, the detectives, Benson and Saber think that Laura set that is fake that Laura set her sister up for the kidnapping and all that stuff or could trying to get some be out of depth and stuff like that. But, but however, Laura says that Annika was helping her out because her ex-boyfriend was conning her, scamming her, and he got away with it though. And um and she also tells him that her ex-boyfriend is doing eight years in prison because he was running the same scam to the sheriff's daughter, and then he got caught. So However, they thinking that um, the detectives thought that Laura would set her own sister up just to be out of depth or whatever, something like that, though. And um, they also mentioned about um, about the, um, who the baby is and all that stuff, though. 
because they was thinking about um however the lore admitted that daniel is the father of annika's baby damn so <laughs> this looks kind of new or stuff like that though so she kept it to herself she kept it a secret and stuff like that though at first, you know, I mean, Laura lied about everything because she told him that her and her sister got into a fight over money and all that stuff because she was having some financial problems and whatever, stuff like that. So, and then next thing you know, she has find ways to get her out of debt, and her and her ex boyfriend was a scam artist and shit like that, though. But she never. But Laura and then Laura says she, at first, Laura said that he she spoke to her a couple of days ago, but she lied saying that they had a fallout because they had a fight over money. But that was crazy stuff like that. And she also mentions about one night stand with some unknown guy, but it turns out that she slept is that Annika slept with Daniel, mm, and he's the baby daddy. Damn. Okay, so we're at Daniel's apartment right now. And um, Daniel is shocked. Is like seeing that 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 uh, Annika was carrying his baby and stuff like that, though. And um, he tells him that uh, at the time of a Laura's, uh, excuse me, at the time of Annika's kidnapping, he was in Boston at that time, and he gave him the flight receipts and all that stuff, though. And he, he, he doesn't he didn't realize that Annika he doesn't realize that Annika was pregnant and all that stuff because they broke up a year ago and then Sabler tells him to tell, wants him to wants him to give out the truth and all that stuff and then and then Daniel just admitted that he smashed Annika after they broke up I mean he remember he remembers one night that he went into um her apartment and they get his old receipts and then next thing you know is they had wine and then and, and they smashed and all stuff and they laughed about it afterwards though. So <laughs> however though, the reason why him and Annika broke up was for money. And because um he tells them that his father was a garbage man. He had six miles to feed and he didn't want that life though. And Annika they and he broke up with Annika over money issues because um He's married. He's he's about to marry the boss's daughter, so he has like an opportunity that um he's is um that his boss, you know, his um or his future mother-in-law is sending him the checks. You know, he's rolling in a bank and stuff like that, though. So there's something about this, though, and um and he tells him that I, that the Annika called Daniel a sellout, and she said it was cool to be a starving artist and stuff like that, but. They had their different opinions and all that stuff in them. However, the relationship didn't work out that way, though. And he also tells them that Annika wanted to be a mom and want to be a mother, and she wanted to be a starving artist. She figured it was cool and whatever like that. I mean, she was, like, down to earth or whatever. But he didn't want that life, though. I mean, he didn't tell his wife that he was sleeping with Annika, but Daniel was going to tell him he was going to tell her now. But check this out. Melinda comes into the living room and she was like, you didn't have to tell me anything. And it turns out Melinda overheard a conversation and shit like that. I mean, what was she doing? Does she have like superhero, like she's Superman or Superwoman shit like that though? Hmm. Anyway, well, we're back at the precinct right now and Beth and the stabler are in the elevator heading into the squad room and they try to figure out what the motive for Alex's kidnapping because they thinking that um, 
you know, that he got he that, that Daniel got rid of Annika to marry the boss's daughter for financial gain, something like that. And they they just thought that um but then Benson was like Boston's like a four hour drive. He went to Boston and he, and he drove back to the silly city to kill Annika and then tried to set up an alibi. And when they on the on the way to the squad room, Finn shows up, right? And tells him that guess who had a rap sheet? And he knew it was Daniel. And it turns out that Daniel had um rap sheet for assault and disorderly conduct. And Finn tells him that your boy got a temper. And he got a temper like Donald Duck and stuff like that, though. I don't know what it is, though. So anyway, we see Craig, you know, he's dressed up in his uh, captain's suit with a suit and tie. And he's, he's going for a press conference. So he tells him that um, that he tells him that um, yeah, he's going to go. He's going to go for a press conference and he's going to put Annika's face on the evening and the morning news or whatever. So Benson and Sable think that Daniel is their perp, though. And Sable was like, why all this media frenzy shit like that, though? And um, Creighton tells them that um, that, um, and, uh, they, that need, everything needs to be heard. But Beth and Sable think that they already got their guy, was Daniel. And Creighton doesn't think so otherwise. So they don't have, he says that they don't have no proof. And he tells him, if you have proof, show it to me, though. So anyway, he, he tells them that Anka's sister's going to be there at the meeting and all that stuff in the conference. And... And then all you gotta do is they, they, they report. It, it turns out that he's reporting her missing. That's what it is, though. So we're outside Annika's apartment, and her sister's there. And Craig is having a press conference, telling that Annika was last seen at three a.m. yesterday. Please do find her and all that stuff. And then the media's there. And check, guess who shows up? Miss Grand Rose Granville shows up, and she says that her company is giving out like a reward to find the Annika and all that stuff, though. And um, and Benson and Sabler get suspicious. He's thinking that um, Daniel sent um, his uh, future mother-in-law for a press conference to get the reward and stuff like that. Though. That's crazy, though. So we're back at the squad room right now. And they know that Daniel had his future mother-in-law coming in just to give out, the re- give out a reward. Some financial stuff like that, though. And Finn just got off the phone. He says that uh, he was talking to a guy, and he says he'll swap Annika for the reward money. And it turns out it's going to be like a, a half a million dollars or something like that. Though I don't know what it is. So, but he's a, and Finn also tells him that he that um, that um, that, that he that, that he he'll be there at Fourth um, Avenue and Sixth Street. That's like in the East Village or maybe Cooper Square or something like that. Though. And Finn tells him that Daniel has to show up with the money. So we're in um, the grand, we're in the office, we're in the office of Granville, Granville developers, and and the police they're putting in uh, bulletproof vests and all that stuff on Daniel, and um, and you know his fiance Melinda's like say please don't be a hero, and then Daniel was like I'm not, and then Rose shows up with a bag full of money for the exchange though, so. Yeah, so Daniel had to go and meet the purpose get to give the purpose the money. So in, in exchange, he'll give back Annika and give back Annika back to him. So it's almost um, like two o'clock in the afternoon. They laugh. They and then um, you know they have like twenty something. Annika got twenty something hours to live, and then she has to be fine. So they go out to the street to 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 meet with the guy. 
So, okay, we're at um, 4th Avenue and 6th Street. Daniel is just standing there with his jacket on, and he got a bag full of money with him. And Benson, Benson, the FBI, and the police, they all show up, and they're, they're taking their positions, right? And Benson shows stuff. Benson goes to um, Bad Daniel, and Daniel tells her, tells her it's 2 o'clock, the guy's late. And Benson tells him to just to be patient. So next thing you know, they spot a guy with his cap backwards and a black jacket, and he got like a scruffy beard, long hair. And he approaches uh, Daniel, and uh, next thing you know, the exchange goes bad. Uh, excuse me, the exchange goes bad when next thing you know is that the guy lunges to the bag, and next thing you know, Daniel and the guy have a scuffle. Next thing you know is that Daniel shoves the dude, he shoves the dude into oncoming traffic, and 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 next thing you know, the guy is struck and killed by a car. Damn! So Benson comes over to the guy and asks, and he asks, and she asks him, "Where's Annika?" But he couldn't say anything because he's dead. He's already dead, man. Damn, damn, that's messed up. So, turns out that um, we're back at the precinct right now, and. And Finn got information about the um, the guy in the blood and stuff like that. It turns out that the man is identified as, identified as Greg Jezik, and he had like a couple of charges. You know, like uh, he had assault and and murder, and he got pled down to man one. And much of like he's like a wannabe mercenary, and he can be found in some like um, in some magazines saying. We're a soldier of the muff and shit like that, though. So, it turns out that um, Jezik was hired to uh, kidnap Annika and all that stuff, though. So, Greg Jezik, I mean, that's like the jizz or something like that. I don't know what it is, though. So, Greg Jezik or Jezik or the jizz or something like that. I don't know what it is, though. So, so Jezik, though, he was, he was hired to kidnap Annika. And he probably, someone must have paid him to do that. I don't know what it is. So, Craigan, Captain Craigan orders a warrant for Jezik. So, we're in um, Jezik's apartment. Benson Saylor breaking the, the apartment with their guns out. And they search the apartment. And they look through his magazines. And they find porn, some guns and ammo magazine, and some, some mercenary shit like that, though. And check this out. They also found... Um, a receipt from Jezik. It turns out that he received a wire transfer of five thousand dollars, right? And not once, but twice. That's like a total of ten thousand dollars. So it turns out that the so that's crazy though. I mean, he so he so Jezik received like five, like almost ten grand for for this. I mean, and check this out. They he he took pictures of Annika and stuff like that before the kidnapping. And he been doing that for the past couple of weeks or something like that, though, because one started from August twentieth or August twenty second. So Jessic has been stalking Annika, and Jessic received a wire transfer of five thousand dollars twice. That's like another five thousand dollars. That's like a total of ten thousand dollars. So we're outside Jessic's apartment, and much of Finn approaches Benson and Stabler, and they tell them that the funds came from an account from the Cayman Islands. So, 
They also tell him that Jesse got a call from a fellow inmate at Sing Sing Prison. So we're at the Sing Sing Prison in Austin, New York, though. That's like upstate. And um, Benson Stabler talked to the warden and stuff like that. And then the warden tells him that Jesse got a call from an inmate named Sam, Mar- Sam Marlett. So He's a inmate. He's there. He's doing time for eight months for, for, like you say, extortion, and and the warden tells him that um, that Sam had his shipper girlfriend sleeping with a married guy, and then, and the next thing you know, they, 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 he ordered him to give him the money and all that stuff. So, that was like a damn setup and shit like that, though. Oh my goodness. So, Benson Stabler talked to Sam. And um, he's not saying anything. He tells us that um, yeah, he knows that a guy named Daniel visited Sam, visited him him about a month ago. And Benson say was like, Daniel Lester, right? Yeah, and, it's, and Sam says that Daniel hooked, hooked him up with a job and in the mail room, but he screwed up, and right now he's back in jail again. I mean, he violated his parole and stuff like that, though. So he's not saying anything about Annika's kidnapping and anything like that, though, so... And it's like, he ain't saying anything about that. So, he's he not giving up Annika or Daniel or anything like that. Because he's, he goes, he don't want, he don't want, he don't like, he don't want, he feels like Daniel looking out for him and he don't want to betray him and whatever, something like that. Though I mean, like friends stick together, right? Please. So, we're back in Daniel's apartment and, and the best and sailor, they search for Daniel's stuff and Melinda is there. And she's defending her fiance. And check this out. You hear a quote from Benson. Daniel would never hurt anyone. Stand by your man sounds much better when Tammy Wynette sings it. You're wrong. Now, uh, Tammy Wynette had that song called Stand By Your Man. I mean, you know, I, I don't remember hearing the song maybe once, maybe once or twice, but it was a hit song, something like that. Like, Benson made that quote saying, Stand by your man sounds way better when Tammy Wynette sings it. <laughs> oh my goodness. She know, oh man, Melinda tells uh, Benson, the Benson that yeah, Daniel didn't do anything. He's a nice guy. You're wrong. He's nice and all that stuff, though. So Sable was like, um, he and Benson Sable, like, he got two assaults. So, what you, like, come on. So, why are you defending him and stuff like that, though? So, the investor tells Melinda that Sam arranged for Annika's kidnapping. And Melinda doesn't believe any of that, though, saying he going around saying Stan, Sam's a nice guy. I mean, he got into a bar fight when he was a kid. I mean, that was a long time ago. I mean, he's more mature for his age. I mean, come on. He learned his lesson. He's changed man. You know, but Benson Saver doesn't think other they doesn't think so, though. Cause they looking at Daniel as a suspect. So, check this out. Much of them find a Cayman Island brochure from Dan's desk. So, so Benson and his ass tells Melinda, "Where is Daniel right now? We want they want to see him." And then Melinda tells him that tells him that he's at another um, building site. So we're at the the uh, construction site, and um, Daniel and uh, Rose are there. And Benson Sabler arrests Daniel for the kidnapping of Annika and also and the and some murder of the damn Jessica. Oh my goodness! And Rose was like, 
don't say anything, Daniel. I'll get you your lawyer and all that stuff, all right? Oh, man. So, oh, man. Oh, it looks like it looks like Daniel had arranged, uh, arranged uh, to have uh, his ex-girlfriend being kidnapped, his pregnant ex-girlfriend be kidnapped so he can marry the boss's daughter. Oh, I forgot to mention, I mean, um, before this episode came out, there was this movie called My Boss's Daughter. And it starred Ashton Kutcher. And uh, it was released somewhere in the summer of 2003. And at that time, I mean, Ashton Kutcher, he was blowing up, man, because he got his, um, t- he was, he, he was airing his TV prank show called Punked. And it was a hit on MTV. And check this out, though. He started having a relationship with Bruce Willis's ex Demi Moore at the same time. Yo, but back to the movie with my boss's daughter. I have seen clips of it, but I haven't seen the whole movie. But I found I just found out it was a flop. So I mean, I only saw maybe a minute of it. My boss's daughter. I mean, Ashton Kutcher. I mean, he, he yeah. I mean, he, they released that movie because of popularity of Ashton Kutcher and his punk show, his little punk show, rather than that seventy show. But he was on that seventy. He was on that seventy show at that time. But the show punk made Ashton Kutcher blew up like just like that, man. So. Uh, he, he blew up. I mean, he got connected to P. Diddy, and then he married. He goes up and marries uh, Bruce Willis's ex-wife, Demi Moore, or something like that, though. So, mm. now, and um, so, something about stand by your man, stuff like that. So, Daniel is look. Daniel looks nothing like Ashton Kutcher. So, looks like he been punked. Now. It turns out that the Daniel, they, the best in the scene would think that Daniel put Annika out of the picture to marry um, the boss's daughter, Belinda, and all that stuff, though. So he denies kidnapping Annika. He, he says he didn't do it. And he tells him that he doesn't know Sam. He doesn't know Greg. I don't know anybody about that, though. And so they put him in the suspect. They, they also mentioned about the $10,000 that. Um, that he sent to um, Jessica and stuff like that. Like, he didn't know anything about that. Well, maybe, in other words, he received the $10,000. But, however, though, Benson and Sabler wanted to ask him where his Annika is, though. Then, all of a sudden, Daniel starts confessing and all that stuff. Next thing you know is that um, they hear a knock from outside the interrogation room. Craig is there. And before Sabler goes and leaves the interrogation room, he tells him though, yeah, you don't know where Attica is, or you're gonna you're gonna get the needle little prick if Attica dies. And then he walks out though. And he talks he talks to Kragen and Saber thinks that, that they have him and all this stuff though. But um Kragen tells him that um Mrs. Granfield is in his office and all that stuff though. So moments later we're in Kragen's office and Rose claims that they arrested the wrong man and they thinking that um, Daniel's a good guy, I and mean, he wouldn't do any, he wouldn't do anything anything about that though. So anyway, so um, Rose is defending him, and then uh, Craig and Saber were asking Rose about um, financial thing and about Daniel stuff like that though. So next thing you know, is Mr. Granfield decides to end the conversation because yeah, because um. It, it, it all has something to do with the money issue and stuff like that, though. However, though, Finn, um, as soon as she leaves, Finn comes into the office, tells him 
that uh, Finn found something from the lab. The lab, the lab just called and they found something. So we're at the crime lab right now, and you got like Karen Browning right there. She's um checking. She got the blood on Jessica's receipt though, and they used some technology. And it turns out that the receipt came from the Rockaway Beach. Mm. So Sable says that he that they have a house over there. We go there for the summer, stuff like that, though. So and, and the receipt also came from a gas station. So we're in the Rockaways right now, and we have the gas station. And the gas station worker says that he's seen um, Jessica yesterday, stuff like that, though. So they um he he tells her he didn't come from the bridge. So Sable asked him about where the where the place where they have like um where they where they have arrests and you know there's no information nobody else stuff like that, and the gas station worker tells him that there's a cottage out there saying and there's vacants after Labor Day or whatever you know, so we at the beach right now and Sable and Finn though they arrive at the cottage and they have like a row of vacant houses. And then next thing you know, they hear a, a female's voice from one of the houses. And check this out. Sabler and Finn, they go inside to this vacant college, cottage, and they find Annika on a bed. And she's about to go to labor. And um, next thing you know, Finn calls him um, calls him that, the, that yeah, a pregnant woman is found with complications. Sending the police unit right now. Sabler tells Finn to go get the paper. So Melinda, uh, so anyway, Annika is there right now. She's in labor. She is handcuffed to a bed. So Sabler ties up the ropes and stuff like that, let Annika loose. And she's about to give birth right now, though. And she's sweating and stuff like that, though. And um, Sabler begins to talk to Annika. They, you know, Annika is found. She was on the bed. She's about to go to labor. And then somehow the perp tied her up, though. And check this out. Annika tells Sable that Melinda came to see her. And next thing you know, she's about to give birth. She was like, oh, God. Oh, like, ah, ah. So Finn comes in with the paper. And, you know, she's trying to be able to tell Annika to push. She was like, ah, good God. Wah, wah, wah. Oh, my God. Next thing you know, check this out. Annika gives birth to a baby girl. Oh, yeah. And, 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 and uh, she looks, per- and the baby looks perfect. And it turns out that the girl's name is Cecilia, stuff like that. So, next thing you know is that um, Annika was, after she gave birth, Annika was going to uh, t- tell, that uh, to give out who paid him before, who paid, who paid him, and stuff like that, though. But um, before she did, uh, she just loses her pulse and she dies. Damn. And she was gonna, she damn, she was gonna tell him that who set her up and all that stuff. I mean, damn, she was gonna give out who paid him to to have her kidnapped and all that stuff. But next thing you know, is she just loses a pulse she's dead. Damn. We're at Bell Harbor Hospital right now, and um, Benson is there. Daniel comes into the hospital room in handcuffs, and um, and then. Benson tells Daniel, stop the stop defending Melinda and don't stop um and it turns out that Benson tells Daniel that Melinda knew about the baby. And 
and and, and Daniel says just denies everything and saying that um and I kidnap her stuff like that. And Beth was like, "Cut the bullshit, right?" And like I told us the truth, right? Stop defending Melinda. You defend Melinda one more time, then you're going to jail. So, so they bring the newborn baby in, and um, Daniel's like, "Can I hold her?" So, Daniel meets his newborn daughter. It turns out to be Annika, who already who has already dead and stuff like that, though. So, that was so good. So it turns out that Melinda probably knew about the baby. And he probably she probably set her up to be kidnapped. So we're at the pizza right now. We're in a conference room and Melinda's sitting there. Sabler comes in. And Melinda asks Sabler, is Daniel all right? Can I see him? And Sabler like, not so fast. I still got some questions for you. And um, turns out that they, they, Ian Sabler tells her that he set Annika up to be kidnapped. And Melinda was like, I don't know anything. I don't know anything about the kidnapping and stuff like that, though. But turns out that her own mother arranged the kidnapping. I mean, she shut she set the whole thing up. I mean, her mom had like a Cayman Island account and stuff like that, though. And she, and then he she arranged Annika to be kidnapped so he could yeah, so he could she could have Daniel marry her daughter. Oh shit though. I mean, yo. And then um Daniel comes in the um, conference room and Melinda was about to touch him and Daniel's Daniel's like, Don't touch me. And you are you lied you lied to me, Melinda. And um Melinda admitted that she didn't do anything to stop her mother and stuff like that though. I mean and Daniel was like, I'm done with you, man. I'm not bitch, I'm done with you, man. How can you do this to me? How can you have my ex-girlfriend be kidnapped and die? And then and you know the baby is his. I mean, she wanted to, she wanted it, uh, she said that Melinda claims she loves him and whatever, but Daniel doesn't is not feeling her right now though, and he walks he walks away from her. Next thing you know is Melinda cause is chases him to the hallway and her mom was just just sitting there from outside the squad room and she stops and then she, and then, no, 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 I mean, excuse me, Melinda's mother was there, Rose is there, and then she sees Daniel saying, Daniel, wait, where are you going? And then Melinda comes to talk to her mother, stuff like that, though, and um, Daniel was like, I don't want to deal with you both of y'all no more, though. And then next thing you know is that uh, Rose Granville tells her daughter that I want her to be happy, though. I set everything up to you. I did this for you. I did this for you, Melinda. I wanted you to be happy. Be happy after the man with the man. But I know man. I know men. You know, they treat you like dirty. They cheat on you and do something dirty. Anything like that, though. But next thing you know is that um, Benson Staler comes, shows up, and arrests um, Rose Granfield for kidnapping and murder. Oh my goodness! Next thing you know is that. Um, Melinda sees Daniel getting trying to get ready to get on the elevator, and she tried to stop him one last time, saying, Daniel. And um, Daniel, without a word, Daniel didn't say anything. He, he was like, Daniel was like, he just got on the elevator without a word. He was like, it just like a sign saying, fuck you, Melinda. And Melinda's devastated. Say the black. End the story. So it turns out that... Um, Melinda's mother arranged the kidnapping and murder of a of um 
of Daniel's ex-girlfriend who was carrying his baby because he uh, she wanted her daughter to uh, the mar- live happily ever after with a man. In other words, I mean, she said, I mean, Melinda's mother set the whole shit up, man. So that's that's crazy, isn't it? Man, 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 man. Um, looks like Daniel's going to be raising the kid on his own right now. Or in other words, though, he's going to be, Daddy's, Daddy's going to be a single father. No, I can't believe the mother had to, um, to, to set up, to, to set the, the um, Annika up, have her kidnapped and then later murdered. Cause all she wanted, she, I mean, in other words, though, she wanted her daughter to marry Daniel. I mean, cause, um, that way he get get the money stuff like that. I mean, it looks like you know the mother took advantage of her daughter. It's like it's all about taking. It's like taking control and all that stuff. Though I mean, I can't believe that um, you know um, you know Melinda's mother found out about um, Daniel's ex girlfriend, something like that. Though I mean, hmm, that is some crazy. So so however you know, it turns out that um, Melinda went to see Annika, and then Melinda told her mother, and then. She uh set she set Annika up to be kidnapped and later murdered, and I'm telling you these rich white people are crazy. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. By the way, um, I want to leave out some notes. You know, um, it cabin it was not in this episode, but I'm gonna tell you the, the, the next couple episodes something will happen to Cabot though, and I'm not gonna be giving it away. And also, Doctor Wong is not there in this episode, so he's he's absent in this in this episode. So um, he'll probably turn up again and all that stuff. So so the whole case was focusing on finding the pregnant late pregnant lady late pregnant lady who was about to go to labor. Now, I mean, there's not much to talk about, you know. I mean, um, uh, Rihanna just had baby and all that stuff. So and I'm missing out on the Grammys and shit like that. I mean, I was busy working. You know, I don't even care much about the Grammys, Grammys anyway, because you know they say they got these um art these artists the other day they thanking God, but actually they thanking thanking Satan. So I don't want to give out too much information and stuff like that though. But um, hey, besides that, you know the music industry is shady right there, and, and they had them doing these things, you know, doing these satanic rituals, and they're not supposed to be doing, but. I'm telling you, a lot of these artists are puppets and all that stuff. So um, they they sell their soul for fame and fortune. And then, you know, when they sell their soul, they lose themselves in the process, though. I mean, it's like oh, Mind Control, UK Ultra, and all that madness. So, there, listen, there's nothing wrong with making music. So sometimes, you know, in this world, you just got to be careful who you're dealing with, though. And if you, have, if you have the talent, you know, I mean, show it, like, to your hometown and don't don't try to sell out for anybody just keep being yourself that's all that matters now uh, that'll be my time i want you to thank y'all for listening in though if you like it if you like entertainment and if you like svu you can hear me out though and i can bring out certain current events and all that stuff though so listen um i'll be back next week with a new episode and all to do like and subscribe and i'll come and you know my show, my uh, podcast comes in every Monday, Monday, on the streaming services on Anchor FM, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and um, Jetpack. Used to be WordPress and all that stuff, though. 
And you can find me anywhere, Radio Public, anywhere, all right? So if you like SVU podcasts and you want to talk about episodes, I'll be right here, right? So then thank you for listening. Like and subscribe. And I'll be back next week with a new episode. So then this is BD Rose. I'm out. Have a, have a blessed week. Thank <laughs> you.